Jasmine, and welcome to New Age Mamas. How y'all feeling, ladies? Good. Good. How are you? Good. I'm excited. We up in the 20s in our episodes. We just racking them out. Any updates from anybody? Um, Updates? I would say nothing really. Bia, everything is going really good. I don't have any updates. I just know I blinked. Y'all know, y'all remember I took my test October 1st, right? Yeah. I blinked. It's October 24th. I ain't studied this month yet. <laughs> I've been so busy, but, um, oh, I was working on a big project. It was called Radiant Awards. So shout out to the Radiant Awards. It's basically an award show that my friend Rayvon Carter, he is the the head of it, the CEO of it. And we, a lot of us helped with him with the show, making the show possible. So with that, he awarded entrepreneurs, creators, um, college students, high school students. They got scholarships. It was a great award show. That was this weekend. So y'all look out for that to be next year. Y'all got to come. We got dressed up. Everybody was looking fly. So yeah, it was dope. Yeah, I see you with your little dress. You look cute. Thank you, girl. We didn't get my no, hair. no pictures or no... The nothing. reason why... Okay, I do got an update. I'm going to give y'all two reasons why. So I'm natural. And... I like I colored my hair burgundy. So when if I was gonna get a I was gonna get a bun at first, and then I was gonna have to dye the little weed for the bun. <laughs> so I end up was like, you know what? I'm gonna just go ahead get a silk press the day of. You know, cool. Got my silk press was looking real real cute. Then y'all know it was seventy degrees Saturday. <laughs> And then I had a funeral to go to earlier in that day. So I'm wearing like, you know, black. I'm wearing a little, you know, I was real fall cute at the funeral. I was not fall appropriate the day walking around. I'm sweating. We going to a restaurant hair. I'm like, it is hot. I could feel myself sweating. Y'all, I sweated out my hair before the event. So I didn't like my hair because my hair was puffy. And then... Also, y'all know I've been working out, but I've been trying to be consistent and it's really hard to lose weight or like belly, like lose fat when you have PCOS. So y'all, my arm was looking like a potato salad arm. So I just wasn't feeling it. <laughs> Girl, cut no, it out. The arm was big. So y'all, you know, I got, I'm going to show y'all some little pictures, but I wasn't feeling it. So that's why I was like, oh, you know, we back in the gym. I've been eating good all day and we're going to keep going. So we're going to keep this going. What's up with y'all? Tell <laughs> about y'all life. <laughs> I've been doing pretty good. Um, so I tried something. I tried to put 
my son in his bed. Let him sleep in his Ooh, room. How'd that go? Well, yeah, you, are you, put him in, you put him in his own room too? His own room, his own and bed. And his own bed, but you never put him in his own bed usually, right? <laughs> no. So when he was younger, he would sleep in the in his own bed, which was inside our room. Then when he got a little older, he started sleeping in the bed with us. So then backwards. Say, yeah. <laughs> then a couple of days. Actually, it's not backwards. Cause you're supposed to let your child not sleep in the bed with you as a newborn. But but you ain't supposed to let him sleep with you at all. So you done, he was already used to sleeping by himself and he right, brought so him he in. Was, yeah. So I like brought him in. And then I think too, it was, you know, y'all know how them sleepless nights is when you first have a child. So I think it was me being so lazy, like instead of getting up, walking <laughs> to his bed to get him when he crying or when he need a bottle or a diaper change. All right. Everything is right here. Y'all know, like in the middle of the night, y'all, we used to, well, me personally, I used to have a formula set up right there, the bottle warmer, the everything right by my dresser like all i have to do is sit up and turn and do stuff right there like i wasn't trying to get up and go to the kitchen and grab this and grab that like no 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 and then at that time i was staring with my parents so the kitchen was downstairs and my room was upstairs it was like i'm not doing all that everything finna be bad as bed side so i have moved him in the bed with me to make it easier which he got comfortable with that and then i tried letting him sleep in his bed y'all that lasted about 20 minutes. I went and got my baby, and it wasn't him. It was me. I went and got him. I couldn't, I couldn't last. I'm I kept tossing and turning for them 20 minutes. I'm like, something not right. I don't feel him. Like it's something without like so was feeling. he even crying? No, he wasn't crying. He was asleep. <laughs> so what I did was I let him Diamond. fall asleep. I let him fall asleep in our bed. And then I'm like, okay, maybe it's easier for him instead of having him crying with his room being separate. Like, instead of having him, you know, crying in their room or whatever, and then until he falls asleep, it's like, no, I'm going to let him fall asleep in the bed. Then I moved him to his room, which was to his bed, which in, in his room. And then... But she didn't minutes. wake up. And no, he, he did didn't wake cry. up. They didn't cry. I went and got my baby. I was crying. I woke up. Like, <laughs> I couldn't do it. I was tossing and turning. I didn't feel him. It just wasn't, it wasn't right. So I went and got him. So now it's not his problem. Now it's a me it's problem. A you problem. Yeah, it's oh, me yeah. transitioning. Like oh, I gotta. Time, you're huh? such a sucker. So I know. Cute. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna get it together, y'all. Y'all probably like what the listeners probably like. She crazy. Like I be wanting my space. <laughs> like I did. You like all me? that night, I got kicked in the head, got punched in the face. But it, at this point, it's something I'm used to. Like. <laughs> But I'm glad you brought that up because I know it's a lot of parents who's like, I'm trying to get them out the bed, but it's me. Like, I'm the problem. Like, I love loving on them. So it's, it is hard, you know. Thanks for agreeing, Shay, because Jasmine but definitely disagrees. Right. I'm shaking my head, y'all. Mm-mm. I know you did not. I know you did not. And he was in his own room. You tripping. One step at a time. I think, too, what I need to do is get either a smaller bed or another bed because that he has a that's a, twin oh, a smaller bed, bed for him for right so he has a twin oh, bed in the other room so like but get something smaller or something more. for him inside here and just practice with him sleeping inside his bed in our room 
And I think that'd be easier for me too. I wake up and look over. I, I could touch your arm real quick or I can uh, make sure you breathe and I can look at you real quick and then go back to sleep. Like that'll be a work in progress. But I ain't trying to bend no other bed, y'all. Like, so with his crib, you, y'all didn't get the crib that transitions, that turns into different beds? No. So our crib was a baby shower gift. So we went with that. So we didn't go it in. We didn't buy another crib. Like somebody right, but I'm saying, like, did you see if that crib transitioned? No, you it know, didn't. All day. Okay, so he okay. had the crib. Then also he liked it, the bassinet that swings and play music. That was really like what he loved and was helpful. And he went to sleep with that um, really easily. Like I was falling asleep to that music. I think I said that before on the uh, episode, like playing baby South music. I was falling asleep with it. So um, and he outgrew those things. So, yeah. What about you, Shay? What's going on, girl? Oh, um, so today my daughter had her six month evaluation for early intervention and it really went really well. We got to talk with all of her, um, like her therapist and kind of just to check in where she's at from like where she was. And it's just so crazy from when we did like the intake meeting, our first evaluation to where she is now, how many milestones she's hitting, you know, how, you know, they were very happy with how we're supporting her. And, you know, it made me feel proud. I'm like, we're doing good. So that is, that's um, a team effort. It's not just, just yeah. her in this. Exactly. And she's doing so good. So, um, just you know, a little tidbit proud of her. I'm um and I'm doing good too. I, I feel really good. I, well, I've been feeling really good lately. Like good. Just really just kind of been involved in myself, you know, on a real self-love journey. So I just been focused on what Shay likes, what Shay wants to do. And it's been honestly wonderful. And yeah. I love it. What made what prompted you to be on a self-love journey for listeners real quick? Well, or did anything prompt you to be on a self-love journey? Well, I I feel like I've always kind of been on that journey. And especially after postpartum and that healing process, it's definitely been more on the forefront now that I feel like I'm in a more healing space. My, I was just talking to my, I had a therapy appointment too. I talked to my therapist today and she was just Some talking therapy about, appointments, baby, be lit. Yeah. You be looking forward to them. You be like, oh, I can't wait to so, talk to you. I know. So wait, let's tell the listeners, like, are we all in therapy? Like, I know me and Shay Jazz. I used to be in therapy. Therapy. Okay. I used to be in therapy. I'm not in therapy anymore. Um, I do want to get back in it. The reason why I'm not is just because I don't want to say it started getting expensive because I'm a big advocate for like I was paying, you know, out of pocket and everything. So I'm a big advocate. I'll do it. But it was becoming it was contradicting with my debt relief journey. Like I wasn't being able to get ahead with my debt journey because I'm paying this big bill. But I am going to start now that my debt is almost gone right yeah yeah i like that how long you been there shay so my therapist was just talking about it's almost been a year and like man when i first started working with her i used to be a crying mess just like 
always like, I would just come into the session on 10. Like, <laughs> I need to talk. I need to tell you what I'm going through. And now I'm to the point where I'm like processing present things. <laughs> I'm not like, process. I, like I, I still process like certain past things, but I'm more so like into the present, like how to handle um, like my emotions and just certain things about myself. So um I feel like since I'm out of that, like, kind of fight or flight space I was in, like, especially right after having my daughter and just, you know, almost dying and just kind of having that, like, existential crisis of some sort, because, like, when you almost die, it's like, dang, they almost took me out, you know, like, it was almost sick. So I'm so happy to be so far from that right now where I could joke about it. Whereas before it was something that I would just break down about. So I'm just, I'm happy to be feeling good, you know, and of course, just, I'm just happy to be working with you ladies. I'm so excited for all the things we got coming up. So yeah, I love that. I love how you also said, you know, after postpartum and everything, speaking of postpartum, let's just go ahead, segue into, you know, after postpartum and well, after the baby, how do you think that your dynamic? Excuse me, y'all. Coughing <laughs> all in the background. It's hard. How do y'all think your dynamic with your partner has changed after the baby? And I can speak on mine with my, you know, former partner, co-parenter, child's father, baby daddy, whatever y'all want to call. Him. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I see you. I see you. Uh, I'm, you know, you started our topic, but I'm, I'm gonna put you on the spotlight. I want to hear from you first. Me? Um, okay. <laughs> well, after the baby, well, also I went through. So my change was completely different because we were, you know, we were broken up. Um, we were trying to figure out a new co-parenting situation and everything like that. So, but now, like in the present day, we are good. We're cool. We are, what's the word? Copacetic. <laughs> like everything's really good. But I personally think we're in a really good space. I feel like we're in a, even though we're co-parents, I feel like we're in a better space than we were when we were in a relationship. You know, everything, I guess, is because it's really about the kids. So it ain't really nothing about personal. We ain't really with each other to get on each other's nerves. So, I mean, and then we really don't usually agree on the same things as of right now when it comes to our child. So right now, like we're planning our child's birthday and what we're about to do. So we're usually on the same page, no arguments currently. I'm not saying that there won't. Y'all this kid. I'm not saying that they won't be any, but as of today, as of the past couple of months, things have been going really good. Um, I just been learning to like when I was in therapy after I had my son, I had to really learn how to heal. I'm still healing. I'm not saying I'm completely 100% healed, but I am way better than what I was a year ago and two years ago because y'all, I was a hot mess because I was, I didn't expect this. I didn't, this wasn't my ideal, like nobody's ideal, you know, of what things were going to look like, but I had to accept my reality of what things were. And, um, yeah, so things are pretty good. We're communi- we're communicating good. I feel like 
he's matured. I feel like I've been maturing because I've been on my own self-love journey. I've been on my own finding myself, loving myself. So I I feel like I've matured as well. I apologize to the listeners, y'all. My son is in here and he cut it up. He don't <laughs> care about this podcast today. So yeah, everything. So from on my point, everything has been for the better and maturing. I personally feel on both ends. So as of today, for my son to be 23 months, things are things have been going really good. I feel like it's only going to get better, hopefully. I do have a question because, you know, the dynamic you mentioned, you know, you guys not agreeing. Can you give an example of maybe like a parenting thing you guys may have not agreed on so far? Um, So far, let me think. We probably haven't agreed on like one time, like, so he's a very, his dad is very impatient. Well, I want to say very impatient. He is impatient. Well, he was, he's grown to become very more patient. So when Isaiah would do things, sometimes he would yell at him. And I like say like, you know, one time, like I noticed it and then it happened again and I didn't like it. You know what I'm saying? I just feel like, why are you yelling at him? Like, he's not even two. <laughs> so I'm like, I addressed my concern. I was like, hey, like, I said it nicely. I forgot what I said, but I tried to not like go around it, but I tried to say it as nice as possible. And without trying to be like, don't yell at my kid. <laughs> Basically, I don't like, so, and he didn't really take it. He didn't receive it that well. He basically said, I would discipline my child however I want. And I'm like, well, why is it disciplining when he's not even two? Like, what type of how, what real discipline is he getting? And then he basically was like, I understand where you're coming from. I understand where you're coming from. But, and then we kind of left it at that and I just addressed it. And then, but after that, no yelling. Like, he was very patient. Like, if uh, our son did something, like, he took a breath. And then, you know, addressed it how it needs to be addressed. So it hasn't been after that and how he, you know, took that. We were also in, you know, like a, we probably in our feelings type situation, but I don't know. I can't speak for him, but so that's how I took it. I'm like, okay, I was just trying, I was trying to be nice and address it. But after that, he's been very patient, been, been very understanding. So yeah, that was. Uh, right now, I don't. Th- I don't think we've had any other like big disagreements with our child. Not now, that I can recall. I also wanted to ask this because it came up in the episode where we were asking, like, you know, should you stay for the kids? But um, do you ever find times where, like, your child comes home from when he's with his dad and like? he has to readjust to being back with you? No. Um, For the readjustment part, I don't think so. I personally think he knows when when he's coming home and who's supposed to be picking him up in like the days that he's with his dad, the days he's with me, because as soon as he sees his dad, he goes with his dad. He'd be like, bye. Peace out, girl. And then, like, I like uh, yesterday, I had to see him, and that's not my usual day to see him. And he just was like, "Hey!" And then he went back with his dad, no crying, no like, "Oh, well, my mom," or you know, no fussiness. And then today, when I picked him up from daycare, like, he was excited. So I think he knows 
the days that he's with his dad and he's with me. He's adjusted to the schedule. Mm-hmm. Yep. I really think that he's adjusted well to the schedule so far. And and do both like do the separate households share the same rules or like do y'all talk about that? We do talk about it, but I feel like there's no I don't want to say there's no rules right now. The kid be doing what he wanted. <laughs> the kid, he a little bossy. And so, um, but as of right now, no, but when I feel like when it does come to that, we will talk about that. Like, hey, like, how do you plan to have things in your household so that we can be on the same page? So so they won't be so different. Like, oh, he gets to stay up till 10 o'clock every night. Oh, but then when you go there, you got to be asleep at eight. I feel like it has to be all around around the same thing you know what i'm saying but even though he does go there on the weekends they may stay up like an hour or so later but it's still like okay well before school it's time to go to bed because even right. on like on fridays he stays up here you know what i'm saying so but yeah, we try to right we try to stay around on the same schedule even like similar toys not like the same toys but you know at least similar like activities and stuff like that just to keep it all around the same see i love that because i think that actually makes a difference i feel like when one household has an 8 p.m bedtime and the next one has a 10 p.m bedtime then that kid is having a hard time with that transition because both parents are holding two different households you know now, what if it is just two different households where it's just like it's kind of inevitable? Where it's just I've like, seen that before, like where the parents don't communicate, they don't know what's going on yeah. in the other house. Yeah. I think the I haven't, I don't know, like I haven't seen the kid every, you know, the kid every day, but I think the kid just adjusts and has to adjust and doesn't really want to, but they have to, if that makes sense. Yeah, the ki- kids know too. Like they'd be like, "Okay, I can pull this trick with dad, but I can't pull it with mom." So yeah, <laughs> yeah, kids be knowing, and it's crazy how we talked about this because we just had this conversation over the weekend with my aunt. She has a fourteen-year-old son, and over the weekend he spends with his dad. So, but some weekends he spends with his dad. Now the weekends he at home with it not being any school, he gets to stay up all night. Like, but then when he goes over his dad's for some weekends, he has to be in the bed by a certain time. And it's crazy because he he's 14. So he just like told his mom this past weekend, like, I don't want to go over there this weekend because <clears throat> I have a bedtime. She He was like, I already have a bedtime on school nights. But now that it's finally the weekend and I look forward to the weekends. I know that's one thing I used to look forward to as a kid with it being the weekend. I get to stay up. Like, all right, I don't feel like a 14 year old should have a bedtime on the weekends. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. But he also has control. He also has a disability. So I don't know if that could count as them treating him as a child. Like so some parents 14 year old has a disability? Yes. Mm -hmm. So some parents, like if they child has a disability, they tend to uh, treat them as not even some parents, some people in general tend to treat people with disabilities as a child or you know something like that so it's like them treating him as if he's a child he's like no i'm 14 i'm not having no bedtime no more 
I'm grown. And I'm not even going to. Also, what is how late? Because, you know, some people be the kids stay up till three in the morning three playing in the morning. video games. And I feel like it depends on what you're doing up and, you know, doing. And then if that means he's not getting up until noon and not handling his chores and I, I just feel like it depends on what's going on. You know what I'm saying? That makes mm-hmm. sense too. Yeah. Because and if, that's if exactly I told you what's to, going on. So what like, y'all said. Not handling his business or he groggy or he. Yeah. You know, You're not cleaning up when you're supposed to be cleaning up. You, we were supposed to go do some chores or we were supposed to go do an activity mm. or whatever we were supposed to go do. You can't do it because you stayed up all night watching TV. Your eyes bloodshot red. So it just, I don't know. It just depends. Yeah. But I feel like if the if the mom not having that problem, then I don't feel like you know, I don't know. That's that's maybe you should uh, tell them to come on the show and talk about it. Ooh, yeah, that'll be enough. I think about it. <laughs> yeah. okay. But how do you how do you feel about you know the dynamic changes though within your relationship, Diamond? I feel like. Everything changed. Like, and a lot of people mm. say that, like, your relationship won't be the same. Things are going to change after the baby. And it was just like, okay, y'all just talking. Like, a lot of, a lot of the things people, like, when people telling you that you don't, it's crazy because you don't have conversations about pregnancy or about a baby normally until you get pregnant. So it was like, once I got pregnant and people know I had got pregnant, it's like that's when all the cliches or all the stereotypes or all the statements were being said. Um, as far as your relationship not gonna be the same, things are gonna change, or just a simple stereotype like, well, saying your baby is gonna grow so fast, so take your time. Oh, you will never be able to go outside again, you ain't gonna be able to enjoy yourself. Like it's just all those things came while being pregnant. So it was like at that point. When people was telling me like relationship with my partner is going to change and things going to change after the baby, it was okay, whatever. Y'all just saying another statement, making another statement, whatever. Um, but literally things changed a lot. We didn't have a conversation before our child on parenting. I think I was more so with me being young, um, pregnant. I was 22. So with me being young, I think I was. I didn't do my research on pregnancy. I stated it before. I was just a go with the flow type of girl. So I was going to flow and going to the, going with the flow led me to postpartum depression. So going through postpartum was tough. So like, that was like a huge dynamic um, itself. So it was like, I was going through postpartum and then that's when I finally joined therapy. I've been in therapy. March will make two years uh, with me being in therapy. And like we just stated earlier, it's like you be looking th- forward to them therapy sessions. I meet with my therapist every Monday at 9.30 or 10 o'clock, whatever time she got available, like bright and early. And I just be looking forward to those sessions. Like, And I talk to my therapist as if she's my friend. Like, she's an African-American woman. She, mm-hmm. uh, if y'all don't know, I'm in school right now for law enforcement. Um, She used to be a police officer. And she was a therapist at first for police officers with them having their rough day. Um, so then now she opened her own practice and now she's just, you know, therapist. That's dope. I like that. Yeah. And with me loving, like, 
policing and law enforcement and things of that nature it was like okay this was the right girl the right person and it was like how Shay stated at the beginning the beginning process of therapy every every phone call every Monday I was meeting with her I was crying I was crying about something and half of the time I didn't even know what I was crying about like I was crying and the with my partner I wasn't able to talk to him about stuff like this because I felt like in this, I felt like he wouldn't understand me. Like, so talking to someone who um, had a child, who is a woman, who is an African-American woman, it was like, she was, I felt like she was understanding my problems. And with her being a therapist, typically in a Black household, you would hear, therapy? What's wrong with you? Like, technically ain't no... Ain't nothing wrong with me. I don't think like I ain't been diagnosed with nothing yet, but I need somebody to talk my problems, tell my problems to. And it's like, you take your problems to God. Um, don't you will hear a lot of times. Don't bring, don't tell nobody about what's going on in our household. And it's like, that's a generational curse that needs to be broken up. And I plan on breaking that up with my son. Like, no, it's okay to talk to somebody. It's okay, you know, to share your thoughts, your feelings or personal or what you have going on. And it's crazy because when he first, because I hear that I was going to therapy from him and I got tired of hiding it. Like I got tired of secret meetings and literally going to my car. Cause we why do you think you hid it? Well, why did you hide it? Because I didn't want to be judged. Okay. And I hid it from, and not just him, I hid it from everybody. And the crazy part is when I first, I remember when I first told him about it and his reaction was, this is the reason why I hit it. Like his reaction was. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. His reaction was. Also y'all younger. So I don't think he understand, but go ahead though. I, I want to hear his reaction. <laughs> his reaction was, what are you going to therapy for? Why, why are you so depressed? We have a child. Why, why are you thinking about suicide? Why are you thinking about these things? And we have a baby. That was the reaction. And I said, this is why I hit it. And I remember telling, I didn't even necessarily tell my grandmother, but I remember us sitting around at the table talking and my dad, my father had mentioned um, about the copay about therapy. Like, um, cause at first it was all insurance. Then I had to start paying the copay. And my dad mentioned, oh, you owe your therapist $20 or something like that. Well, he didn't say therapist. He said her name, but I don't want to, you know, say her name right now. But he's like, oh, you owe. So my grandmother was like, who is that? And he's like, that's a therapist. And the first thing she say is, you going crazy? Why you need a therapist? And it was like, see, this is why I don't. And I looked at my dad like, why would you say something? And I didn't want to be just like. I you was blue. You was yeah, like. I was blue. <laughs> Like they, they found out I'm, I'm a, yeah, they found out when I was a, a year in, like I was a year in at this point, mm-hmm. but literally I kept it, only my parents knew my mom, my dad, even my And sister. it sucks that like how you said, you didn't want to feel judged. It sucks that people, people probably don't go to therapy because of that feeling that you had. And then don't, they don't tell people because they don't want to feel judged. And it's like, like you said, we need to be more acceptable so people, people, everybody needs to go to therapy. Therapists needs to go to therapy. Like everybody needs it. It's a right, like outlet. I earlier, you're always going through something. So yes. 
you know, you could be like, I'm good today. Tomorrow, something can happen that you need to process. And sometimes we need help with that. We need a professional. Yep. And I'm definitely learning too, because when I first started my therapy session is I meet with her once a week. Um, and then my times was rough with postpartum. I will find myself calling her outside of my session time. Like, I, girl, I need to talk to you. Like, I need to tell you this, that third. And I used to tell my best friend everything. And she used to be my quote unquote therapist. But it was like, I got to a point where I was tired of telling her my problems and not asking her what hers were. And for the simple fact, I wasn't able at that time, I just need somebody to pour out to. I'm not able to accept your problems too as well, or even be an advocate or a listen. That was and so I, mature of you. Very honest. Yeah, yeah. I was trying. I yeah, I was proud of myself for that. Cause I had like, she wanted, she was like, you start telling me your problems. And I was like, I started telling them to my therapist because I got tired of, I didn't want to feel like a burden to you or just not ask you about your feelings or your opinion. Cause I would call her crying all the time. My best friend knowing she would answer. And that was somebody I was able to talk to all day long, telling her my problems. And we would get off the phone with girl, you're going to be all right. I'll talk to you later. And it's the, once I hung up that call, it was like, I didn't even ask her how her day was. I didn't ask her how her child was. I didn't ask her what she do today. Up her bucket. Yeah. And I just like filled up her bucket and gave, and she gave me advice and stuff. And it was just like, yeah, I can't do this anymore. Like, let me tell this to somebody who's trained and who's able to hear this. And so this, it's crazy because me and my therapist have a relationship where she even telling me her problems. And it's like, I'm able to listen. So, yeah. I just had that happen today, too. I was sitting there like, damn. (laughs) Right. We didn't turn to my session until you started telling me your business. We locked in. Y'all close. (laughs) That's my girl. She, look, I'll tell y'all, I love my therapist. Having a therapist that kind of relates to you it, it's just so different. I had a therapist who was not of my same race and there were certain things she couldn't understand. Now, I do have a question for you, Diamond, because how he reacted after that, did that put a strain on your relationship? It, I want to say a strain. Um, I feel like our relationship kind of had a strain already for other reasons, like how Jazz stated, like disagreement parenting wise. Um, and it wouldn't even necessarily be me and him disagreeing. It would be other people in our relationship disagreeing with our parenting, which caused a toll and a problem on our relationship. So like, I wouldn't agree with what his mother or his family or his side of the family was doing. And it would cause a strain or a problem um, within our relationship. Also, it's crazy because when I first... When I, around the time I was going through postpartum and stuff and people was like asking me, uh, like my stylist one time, she was doing my hair. She's like, hey, you want you know, your relationship, how your relationship going? And I'm like, it's okay. Um, it's all about the baby now. We don't have um, any date nights and stuff. Like date nights is over with. And then one girl like was sitting there. She worked in the shop too. She was a stylist. She was like, date nights shouldn't be over with once you have a child. And I'm like, girl, yes, like, ain't no more dates. Like, it's all about the child, 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 child. And she's like, change that. And when she said that, we recently, like, started changing it. Like, now we'll make date nights important. Um, Hag someone, you know, to hold our child while we go out. Um, At first, it was, we wasn't going out. 
I think to our relationship change um, sexually wise too as well um we wasn't as intimate and it was more so me like I didn't want to be touched after I had a baby after I got pregnant like now nah, I'm scared I might get pregnant again don't t- don't even look at me wrong I might get pregnant <laughs> like yeah I was one of those like please don't touch me like I think just the yeah definitely like a bunch of dynamics like a lot change after the ha- after having the baby and I think like you can never prepare for a baby like there's no book on how to be a great mother there's no book on how to be a great father um you just basically learn as you go and then you learn it from observing you learn it from other people so it was just like us trying to be we're us being young and trying to learn how to parent and then also it was difficult for me trying to learn how to self care and love myself after having a baby and also putting the baby first like yeah it was a lot that changed um things have gotten way way better um more date nights more family days family outings um and just us like communicating and talking about parents and wives like with us staying together and being in the same household um our parents and choices are normally um easy we're able to communicate and talk and also find out you know what the child's needs and his best interest like we have a still a set schedule with us being in the household too as well like we both know our child need to be in the bed at a certain time we know you know no more uh juice or candy after this hour like just you know simple stuff so yeah things have been going good uh, what about you, Shay? Well, dynamic definitely changed after our daughter was born. First dynamic was the sleep. Uh, you know, and that definitely messed with us. You know, two people sleepless definitely got a little catty with each other sometimes. Like, ooh, I, I'll fight you because, you know, I ain't had sleep in six weeks and this baby crying and she needs to be fed, you know. And it was hard for me, too, because I had a C-section. And so I wasn't as mobile as, you know, most women are right after they have a child. I couldn't go upstairs. Like, I I literally was kind of bedridden. And so that was hard for me. Um, but, like, as far as, like, how we interacted with each other, for a while, it definitely become became like all about family all about the baby all about like you know getting ourselves together and we definitely tried to keep up with date nights initially but I think as my postpartum got worse I just kind of fell off of all of those things like the intimacy you know the date nights the everything honestly and he tried to be so strong for so long, but he was going through his own things too. So, you know, there were just kind of times where we, we were definitely working as a unit, but just going through the motions, you know, getting things done. And as a couple, there are so many things that we've had to face just as individual people and so how that causes us to interact with each other I feel like 
we have grown and matured in how we communicate with each other. And we've worked on that because we genuinely want to be the best parents for our child. And then we have the dynamic of we genuinely do like each other as far as like like being around each other, like, you know, being together in our family unit. And, you know, I, I'm not going to sit here and act like everything's perfect. There have definitely been some ups and downs. But I am happy where we are right now. And I feel like, you know, as our child has gotten old, our dynamic has gotten more back into the flirtiness and, you know, being more intimate. It helps that she's not in the room with us. And I'm, I think I'm, I'm be, don't judge me. I think I did not wait though six weeks after I had my baby. I, I think that it had just been a while for me, you know, um, <laughs> but, uh, I do funny. <laughs> right. She said, let's get it popping. <laughs> we uh we we can't be as spontaneous as we used to. We used to like we used to love going on dates, going and sitting down at a bar, um and just trying out different food places, going places. So it's not you can't just do that when you got a baby. You gotta plan ahead, you gotta organize, you gotta make sure you have diapers, the baby can't be sick you know, stuff like that. And then my daughter, she just be making things hard sometimes. You can't take her everywhere. You know, she's just... You, can, you cannot take these kids everywhere. <laughs> no, you really can't. I I took her to a pumpkin patch this weekend, thought there was going to be something she loved. She definitely had a ball petting zoo, the works. But she did not last enough to the, us to get to the apple picking or even the pumpkin part of the patch because she started acting up. And so we had to go. But, um, you know, I think those were the biggest changes. The sleep, you know, not having as much privacy as we used to because now you got a little baby all up in your face all the time and trying to mimic you and stuff like that. So having to be careful about that and definitely having to be careful about what she do in front of her, in front exactly. of the kids. Exactly. You know, I, I definitely remember catching my parents, you know, having a little fun. Um, and that was traumatizing. So I'm very careful about that. Um done. <laughs> you so you said that was traumatizing. I am okay. That's pretty much, you know. What I have to say about it, I I feel like as the children get older, you can start to bring some of those, like, the missing elements. I feel like it's just that time period right after you have a kid where it's just like you're going through so much. I think I heard some, I keep seeing this word pop up on social media called matrescence. And it's basically like adolescence, but into motherhood. And I never heard of that. I hadn't either, but when they started explaining it, basically it makes sense. It's like your transition into motherhood, how you go through, you know, adolescence, your transition into adulthood. You do have a a transition into motherhood because you, they, they say when most women have a maternal instinct naturally, but it develops more as soon as you become a mother. And that transition into that is life-changing. 
you know? Yeah, I understand. So what would your advice be for someone in a relationship? How to go about right before they have a, a baby? What should they do to, or how should they prepare? I think the biggest thing that they should prepare for and talk about is postpartum because it's so common and so many men and women do not know how to handle it. I, I knew of some of, you know, the things that go on postpartum, but to the extent, and then once I thought I was watching out for it, I thought I was being careful of it in myself. It snuck up on me, you know? And so it's important to talk about that before you, like, if you have the opportunity to and talk about that before you give birth, how will you as my partner support me if I have postpartum? How are you, are you going to be supportive? Are you going to be feeling overwhelmed? How do you handle me mentally and emotionally? And if that's too much for you, or if you hear somebody saying like, you know, an answer that may not sit right with you, let's work through that because maybe I don't want you to act like that in the future. Maybe that may trigger me. Maybe, you know, that's not the best way to go about the situation. So talking about, you know, postpartum, how you would handle it, how you expect things to go and how, and another tip is like, how would you handle disagreeing with parenting situations? Because, you know, are you willing to compromise? Is it my way or the highway? You know, you kind of have to know these things. You're going to run into these things. I feel like people sometimes think that they can deal with them when they get there. But by the time you get there, you're too far and deep in it that you have to play damage control. Why not prepare yourself and know the answer to those questions ahead of time? Yeah, that's great you said that, Shay, because it's crazy because honestly, in my situation, in my case, I didn't know I was going through postpartum. Uh, with me being young, I didn't know what it was. I didn't know I was going through it. Somebody had to tell me I was going through it. Like it took for my therapist, it took for my parents to tell me what I was going through because I, I honestly didn't know. And then also often with postpartum, I think it's great to explain to your partner what it is because they tend to not normally know exactly what postpartum is like they don't they they go through changes too with when you're pregnant like they go through changes as well they have cravings as well they go through you know things when they're um expecting the child as well and it often doesn't get talked about I think that should be another topic (laughs) y'all but yeah so it's like men go through changes too as well but it's like they don't they're unaware or uneducated of our changes and it's like in my case I was unaware and uneducated of my changes as well like I didn't know what postpartum was I didn't know what I was going through I had to google it and look it up I had to see you know what exactly I was going through it wasn't and then also too um I want to say this for the listeners postpartum doesn't touch or against everyone not everyone goes through postpartum so like and then sometimes you know, the first couple of kids, they'll be okay. And then they won't go through postpartum into the third kid or vice versa. They'll have postpartum with the first one and not the last one. So it all depends on the situation and in the case. So it's like, I agree. They talked about that in blackish. Yeah. So it's like how it's like, 
should you prepare for something that you don't know is coming or how to prepare for something that you don't know is coming. So it's like I wasn't preparing for something because I didn't expect, I didn't know what it was for one. And then I didn't expect it to touch me or to reach me. Like I didn't expect to have, you know, postpartum. Don't a lot of mothers don't expect to have postpartum or go through postpartum. So yeah, it's definitely, um, challenging. I would recommend working on it if you can prevent it and talk about it beforehand. I recommend that. Like Shay mentioned, it's a bunch of sleepless nights. Like if both parties aren't getting the sleep that they're used to getting, like that was another saying people would say, you better get your sleep now because when you had that baby, ain't no more sleeping. So it's like you trying to listen to everybody, but then you also trying to be aware of what people telling you too as well. Um, yeah, definitely dynamics will change with the partner and with within every relationship. I would even say within a marriage, like having a baby with inside a marriage, that would change a lot of dynamics. That would change everything because everyone's schedule is changing based off of the baby. Like, okay, now like we have to like literally we started taking turns. In order to help us out when it came to waking up in the middle of the night, I right, it's your turn. Like, and then that sometimes led to arguments like, nah, I, I remember now it's your turn. Like, literally, so <laughs> yeah. when my I had a, a a younger cousin, I have a younger cousin who um who just had well, she, her baby is eight uh eight months, about eight months now. But when she was pregnant, I brought her for her baby shower. Um, they're on Amazon. It's a, uh, it's a coin. It's a diaper changing coin. So you flip the coin and it say mom's turn. Then it says dad's turn. And I just thought that was really cute. And I wish somebody would have got that for me when I first had my baby. Cause we would have been in the middle of the night flipping that coin. Like, all right, it's your turn to change this diaper. And I'm gonna ask her about that too. Cause I, I'm gonna see if she use it, but <laughs> I doubt it too. Cause like think of in the middle of the night, it's like, I'm not finna argue about you or flipping this coin. I'm not finna say, you know, <laughs> I'm just finna do it or whatever. So, but it could but, be like a deal breaker. Like, no, nah, you know, I, it was my turn last time. No, nah, I'm getting the coin. You know, uh, like, <laughs> right? Like, uh, uh-uh, I'm getting this coin. <laughs> right? You just had a coin, and it literally says mom's turn, and it says dad's turn. I just thought it was so cute. Like, that is. Cute. I would say, like, just, you lazy, and you don't want to do all that. A quick rock paper scissors and do the trick. Do the trick too, yeah. But now they be like, that's two out of three. You bet I'm right. No, we ain't real quick. Switch it up. No. Right. You got to think about it. We was pregnant. Was we really getting sleep while we was pregnant? I know I wasn't. So that wasn't six weeks of sleep. That was nine months of no sleep. And then a baby being born and not getting no sleep. Yeah. Well, for me, um, I felt like I was getting my sleep on every time. I was not getting no sleep. sleep. And then it was COVID too. The feeling, mad. I did have some (laughs) sleepless nights once I got bigger. So it's like towards the end, once you get bigger, it's hard to have sleepless nights. Like some of them pregnancy pillows work, having no pillows work, like whatever works for you. And then me, I'm a person that hates sleeping on my back. Like so. 
when you got bigger, it's like you couldn't really sleep on your back. And then it's like, okay, the baby on your right side, now you got to try to sleep on your left side or something like that. You have to try to figure out where the baby was at to sleep on which side. Like, so towards the end, it was like, okay, now this sleep is getting difficult. And then having like breast and his contractions in the middle and like weeks before you do is like, uh, all right, I'm not getting or those. Charlie horses. Did y'all get a lot of those? Oh my god, I thought I was dead from Charlie horse. <laughs> no, oh my god, I ain't really I only got one Charlie horse since I had a baby. I ain't get that now, but y'all did make me think of something though, because and I'm gonna make this quick. I was watching TikTok and I was seeing a lot of women talk about how they didn't receive the support they needed after giving birth. Like their partners expecting them, all right, where my, where my dinner at? You know, where you need to clean this house. This house is, you know, dirty. Like I'm getting home from work. What's going on? It's like, you know, this woman done been with a newborn all day or a baby all day. It's like, be understanding, be compassionate, help her out, you know? If you are a man listening to this and or, you know, just a woman listening to this, you are in that dynamic, you have to hold that person accountable. It's not just on one person. We're going to talk about that in the future. Yeah, that's a good episode. But shout out to my son's dad because he took his six weeks off with my six weeks and he helped out a lot doing most of the night shifts. Right. Now that and, and so that can change the dynamic. This person ain't helping me. You know, I I, I feel alone. Oh, yeah, that'll blow me because yeah. hold on, baby. This is it's a teamwork, it's team effort. I'm gonna need your help. Exactly. So that can change the dynamic real quick. So to avoid any issues, couples, if you're listening, if men are you if you're listening, take a playbook from my partner. If anything, more often than not, he was up. I, especially during that first six weeks, I didn't really have to get up and get the baby. And it should be, it. I know, it, like, time you said this perfectly, it's not always 50-50. Sometimes it's 10% and sometimes it's 90%. And especially after that baby is born, sometimes it really is, you know, a woman just feeling like they, all they can give is 10%, 20%. And it'll definitely help if somebody is willing to give that 90 or 80 percent, whatever is needed to make up the whole. Yeah. I feel like you definitely need a strong support system behind having a baby. Like because even it was some like with me staying with my parents at the time and my partner wasn't always there. He would be at work. My parents would come in and I think they could see the tiredness and stuff on my face. They'll be like, okay, let me hold him for a couple of hours. So, like, just having that as a support. Um, his dad is really supportive, still is to this day. Um, now that we live together, um, it's much easier, and he's very supportive. Um, he would come over after work. Um, he'll work, you know, his whole full eight-hour shifts, and then come in and instantly took over, like, with the responsibilities. Like, he'll see that I was tired. But I was also, too, I right, your turn, throwing the baby on him. <laughs> but it was like, okay, now this is my moment to finally take my bath. Like, this is my moment to finally take my my shower, to finally eat, to finally take a nap. All right, y'all go downstairs, some. let me take this quick nap. Like, I promise you it'll be quick. Like, just let me have some me time, just a, just a little bit. Like, 
So yeah, definitely having a support system to to back you up will definitely be um, helpful. And if the child father, like you said, because sometimes you need a moment alone. Definitely, definitely. Like I, I used to be so thirsty. Like even when, like sometimes, like um, if he wasn't able to come over because he would be working all day, and my my little sister she'll come in. And I'm like, could you please hold him? Like, please. And she'd be like, okay. <laughs> and then be like, okay, thanks. Like, finally, I get to take a shower. Finally, like, I get to do something. Like, just let me. But I will always make that time useful. Like, I wouldn't just throw my child, you know, on them just so I can sit down and watch TV or something. Like, let me make this time useful. Let me take a shower. Let me go uh, eat something. Let me go do do something useful. Um yeah, so definitely. But I also a- feel like if you did just want to sit down and watch TV and do nothing, you entitled to that too. You definitely is. Yep. Now that I'll pull his trick with his dad, but like with my sister and stuff, I think I just had in the mind like this not her responsibility. This not her baby. Yeah, this her nephew, but she's not like I you know fully responsible. Yeah. yeah and my sister younger than me too, so like. If I had probably like an older sister or something, like she'd be more probably more understanding. But with my sister being younger, she'd be wanting her little time too. She'd be finna pop want to go outside and stuff. She'd like, I'm not finna hold this baby for for that long. Like right. yeah. That's, so that's and my insane. brother, my brother won't hold him at all. Like I could just forget about asking my brother. Like <laughs> he's not changing no diapers. Literally, I'm I'm like, could you stay right here? He sleep. I'm finna take a shower. And that one time, I my baby was screaming like screaming screaming and i come out like in my robe in town i said you don't hear him crying and he's yeah i have the video he because i it was so funny i read and i'm like you don't hear my baby crying he said it's not my baby like (laughs) 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 and it's just like this your nephew i have the video y'all like it's funny like even though y'all probably won't think it like it's funny to me but it's like they like so yeah but we can start wrapping up, guys. This is a great episode. Mm-hmm. Great. I I, great points, y'all. Yeah, definitely. This is a, um, a great episode. Um, so as we wrap up, we would also like to know some topics from you guys. If you guys have any topic requests from us, if you guys would like to be a guest or know someone we can have as a guest on our episode, episode please reach out to us through any one of our social media platforms. Um, also, we're going to shout out a mom this episode. So we would like to shout out CC Shell. She was nominated by Carol. Carol, right? What's her name? Carol. Carol. She Okay, <laughs> let me start over. Just edit that part out. We would like to shout out a mom. Her name is Cece Cheryl. She was nominated by Carol um, on our Instagram. So congratulations on your newborn baby boy. You are going to be an amazing mother. You carried your pregnancy so well. And welcome to motherhood. Shout out to you. Also, we would like to thank you guys for tuning in to another episode. Please, please, please subscribe to our podcast. We appreciate everyone for listening, taking the time out their day. Make sure you listen to us. You give us any reviews, any um, feedback that we need to improve on or changes that you would like to see us occur. It will only take a few minutes. So please help us reach our reach more moms in our podcast and make sure you follow us on social media 
at New Age Mamas. That's N-E-W-A-G-E-M-A-M-A-S. We are on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And we'll see you guys next week for another episode. That's a wrap.